Living in the Movie, Episode 19. to eventually have to face pain, chaos, suffering of some kind. And if you flip that around and start with the chaos, the suffering, if that's what you're experiencing, then you can suppose that that's where you're weak and that there's something going on that's there to teach you something. Or even if you don't want to think that there is some greater cause behind the chaos, it's your job to figure out what to do and to figure out why you're experiencing this as chaos. Because if you had it together in this way, you would be exempt from the chaos, but you're not. Because everything that you are right now is exactly what you're supposed to be. Or what you can't help from being. You are what you are. You're at where you're at, right? You're at where you're at, and you can uh, zoom out and say the same thing about where we are as humanity. We're at where we're at. Yeah. We have this tendency of looking at all the chaos and thinking that there's something wrong. And really that's just a human perspective because look at everything that happened before we even got here. Do you think this huge master organism is, is so screwed up that by 
13.8 billion years later, it wouldn't have it figured out? No. It has it figured out. Everything's on track. The chaos is part of the evolutionary process, and Mother Nature knows exactly what she's doing. Right. Or to the degree that she needs to. Just like to the degree that we know what we know is only as much as Mother Nature and the Great Being allows us to know. What do you mean? Because 98% of ourselves is unconscious. Yeah, 98% of, of our mind is unknown to what we call us. Right. Most of us walk through our entire lives being mostly unconscious. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> We're just little, little ants in the big game. Yeah. Yeah, like one of the things that we talk a lot about is the, the technology entity. This whole progression of technology, and now we're starting to see this AI entity come online. And, is, and we have the question of whether or not this is some accident, if this is some injection from some other dimension, or if this is just the natural progression of living evolution on this planet. Because when you look inside, for example, inside of one of your cells, and you look at all of the molecular machinery that's going on inside of every cell in your body, it doesn't look any different from what you might see in a science fiction movie. Inside of your cells is an incredible science fiction movie of robotic machinery. And so this technology situation is not unnatural. We right. look at it and we think it's unnatural. It's not. It's totally natural. I remember one time we talked about how we were just the brain cells mm -hmm. of the planet and that we were coming online to become more conscious mm -hmm. for the bigger plan of planet Earth. Yeah, that's, that's been thrown around for a while, the idea that we're the, the, the neurons of the, of the planet. Right, so why couldn't this AI technology entity also just be part of the overall plan? It must be. Right. Now, this isn't to say that there may not be some injections from other places that we can't fathom, but that's all part of nature. 
And of course we have fear over it because we detect where this is going. And I don't know if we all recognize this consciously, but if you go back in evolutionary history and you can just go into your body because your body is as it in its current state is has got within it all of the steps that life has taken all of this time all the way back billions of years and when you go inside and you look at these entities, these organs, these cells, these different operations, these structures, you see these gigantic communities and you realize that these communities are to some degree conscious, but these cells in your body, let's take for example your liver cells, do they know anything about what you, Melissa, are planning for this afternoon? No. They no, don't. but... So they have had to take a back seat. They've had to take a back seat to this higher executive power of your conscious ego to a degree. And I think we are afraid of having to take a back seat to this AI entity that's coming online because we know it's gonna happen. That is definitely part of it, but I think the other part of it is that some of us, and there's been others in the past, take a, another path and that's the path of refinement and becoming conscious mm. more oh. conscious oh, I see. of and having a conscious relationship with the all and with that could mean every cell in your body you can i believe have a conscious relationship with oh instead of just uploading your consciousness into the ai entity and letting it have its way with you you're saying don't go in that way continue along the natural human path and become a more conscious um, evolved human outside of that system well i think that this is what the chaos is asking us to do at the same time that this AI entity is being born there is also uh, a path of alchemy of refinement that is going on at the same time well check this out regardless of the AI entity the AI entity takes over from where we left off and we have a lot of work to do. We haven't matured enough. Well, the thing is, is that I've just seen articles about this AI entity through Google and um, it's taking on all that bad habits uh. of humanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we see that. We're giving it all of our virus. Yes. 
And this is kind of what you were saying before we got started when we said that, you know, wherever there's chaos, wherever there's weakness, you have to, you have to confront that, you have to evolve there. But what you were saying before the conversation even started was that you are going to have to face your virus there. Everywhere you're weak, and we as humanity are filled with virus, uh, filled with repressed shadow complexes, and uh, this is just leaching out into every every realm into AI. Oh, I see. You know, into politics into all of our, our in, relationships everything yeah our pathologies our neuroses are all leaking into this new organism that's being born now and it's, it's gonna, learning it's learning it yeah is it going to have a capacity though check this out I read today that scientists have figured out a way, or they think that they have figured out a way to um, erase specific memories from the minds of rats. And they were thinking that if they can bring this into practice with humans, then it would be good for people who are suffering from PTSD. Well, see, now you can look at this two ways. That could be just great, but then you don't have a fully developed human. You have a not you don't have a human mythology, a human life art. If you just get rid of memories, where where is the um, where is the life art? Where is the life? Then you just all become zombies. Mm. You're you're taking it further than it needs to go. You're saying if I delete a memory, a, a traumatic memory that's really interfering with my life. Um, then that means I won't have any work to do. I mean, look, it's like with plastic surgery, right? Someone could have a mole on their face and they could say, I'm just going to have this mole removed. Fine, no problem. And then there's those like Michael Jackson or these people that keep going back, this woman that keeps going back until she looks like a cat because she's so trauma, she's so hurt and has such low self-esteem that she thinks that she's only, you know, one surgery away from feeling better about herself, but it never happens. So, so you could do this with anything. It just seems that every life is a story, mm -hmm. is an epic story, and that includes all the trauma that happens or everything that happens to you is there to build this full being yes. and it's a perfect life now 
you could get rid of memories and then just start all over again and i suppose and then you would have a you would have a, like a another life but what i see around me the more that you mess with the natural human state the more you mess with it you just end up with people that look dead people that are walking around half dead they don't have emotions anymore they're not alive anymore people who are on these ssris yeah which is a big percentage and then that doesn't even include all the opioids you know the well, so this is a good point, is that when you go in there to erase that memory, you actually do not really go, you don't turn back time and create a human being that is everything other than the memory. In other words, that memory is locked into trillions of new patterns that have been formed in you around that memory. You have been built around that wound. And if you go in there and you take out that memory, okay, you took out that memory, but your whole mind-body has been formed around it. and. Your whole mind-body doesn't even really make sense anymore without that element. It's like taking out a bad guy out of a good movie or a good story, and you just remove the bad guy. Now the story doesn't even make sense anymore. I, I can give you a really good example of that. A, a woman that I've been following, an uh, incredible woman who um, was in a sexual sex slave from a, as a child in one of these um, cults mm -hmm. um, satanic or you know and uh, she um, it's a, a horrendous story but she was able to get out of it and then uh, eventually she went on on a healing path and now she's goes into prisons and uh, teaches yoga to prisoners and and helps change their lives. So teaches a, them to meditate too. Is that is that oh, the case also? All yeah, mm -hmm. full yoga instruction, mm -hmm. which it means all of it. All of it means all of it. But the thing is, is if you had just erased her memory of this trauma for one thing she's bringing it out into the culture she's illuminating this this has been in the shadow the sex trafficking and these um, people of power taking advantage of children has been brought in to the culture and so this is very important so just getting rid of memories is almost like a form of mind control. Well, yeah, imagine everybody that was hurt one way or another just could have that memory pulled out of them. 
Um, you could manipulate a lot of people. Well, that's true. You can. Oh, well, absolutely. The technology can be used um, for for manipulation. But what I was going to say is, it's actually an extension of the mindset that we already have that we don't want to suffer, that we don't want to use the trauma as a lever for our own evolution. Right. We don't even know that that's like a paradigm. We don't even know that. And as a culture, at least, many right. of, of us do. But so we don't want to suffer. We think that there is a world out there, a possible state where you never have to suffer. I mean, it's like the first Buddhist maxim, exactly. right? That life is suffering. And there's, <laughs> there's a lot, there's thousands of years of introspection to come to that conclusion. There's, and now there's science to back up that conclusion. And so there's a purpose behind that. That's the dark side of the universe. It's not there as an accident. It's there to evolve you. Right. And it's your job to figure out how. Right. So... suffering is your lever to move you to what you really are. In 
Let's take it out now to the cultural hole on. To the American, or it's not even American, the Western. And I don't know what's going on in these other cultures, but I actually think they're, you know, they're going through it too because everybody's linked into the West. And when the West has major paradigm changes, they get changed too. No, it's happening all over. Yeah. It's um, especially for the... Actually, it's, I was going to say it's for the, for the nations, for the cultures that are hooked into the technology, but who isn't? Even if you're like in a, in a little country in Africa where the old way of living is still very prevalent, there are still all kinds of influences coming into the government, coming in, and, and a lot of it is parasitic, taking advantage of, the, of your situation. So in one way or another, you're, you're part of it. Right. Even these, um, as we know, these really, really ancient cultures in South America, for example, or in Australia, they're getting screwed. They've been screwed for some time, actually. And not only are they getting screwed, some of them have figured out how to, you know, take on some of the of the Western technology. They're wearing the clothes. Well, yeah, uh, actually... They're using tools. What's very interesting is that um, part of the evolution of our species, I believe, is incorporating uh, the um, indigenous culture into our modern age. Major, 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 major evolutionary step right there that most of us cannot even fathom. I mean, look what's happening at Standing Rock right now. It's like, uh, it's what was prophesized by the Native Americans. All the tribes are coming together. So it's, it's actually um, bringing more people aware of the deep, the deep nature and the importance of the indigenous populations, what they bring us. That, that part of us, everyone who is in the West, that part of us is still active, is still very deep. Well, every... every <clears throat> we just repress the, it. These cultural patterns, these cultural traditions that we see in indigenous cultures, those ways of seeing yourself and the world are still inside of us. They're in the Westerners too. They come up, they're part of you, but they're tucked back because these newer structures are overriding them or they're just louder. And this is actually one of the things that's in the way of healing 
race relations and cultural relations in the world. And it's, this is going to be something that it's going to be the Western people, the white people, uh, that are probably going to have to take a step here. And that is to be able to realize that these other cultures, especially these ancient cultures, are they're living in ways, they're thinking in ways, they're acting in ways that now are still in you, but they're in your unconscious. Right, this is the, the purple level, right? Yeah, you could look at it if you want to look at it in... Spiral dynamics. Through, through the spiral dynamics model, these archaic ways of perceiving are still active inside all of us and they are compelling us without our understanding and it turns out that one of the reasons I, I believe one of the reasons why it was so difficult for white Americans to accept the Africans is because there are essential elements of those those Africans, their culture and their way of being that is inside the white Westerners, but it's in the shadow, shadow. of the white Westerners. Right, And exactly. it's very interesting, actually, how the conflict happened between black and white people. The black people are like the shadow of the white people. I would say they're the shamans. Yeah, they're of more the white people. It's, really, it's, they can be if yes. the white people will allow that. It's a deep, um, older, richer culture, um, and actually, I wouldn't say it's richer. It's definitely older. It's more earthy. It's more ancient. Right. It's more tied to the body. Well, I was just thinking about jazz yeah but remember jazz is an integrated thing that's the beautiful thing about jazz is is that I mean blues is more predominantly an african-american thing but jazz is really integrated it became integrated, yeah. And then it, you remember how it got all that classical influence in the 70s? And it's, oh, yeah. It's amazingly integrated. Right. It's a great example of the integration, of the healthy integration of these peoples. Right. But it's also... There's, there's a lot of difficulty because we make the mistake of thinking... The, the, we, we all, all of us involved, make the mistake of thinking that our pathologies, our wounds, our attributes of the culture that, in other words, it was a highly traumatizing for these indigenous people to come here as slaves and they were hurt by that and they pass on that trauma and then the white majority look at those individuals as if there's something wrong with them inherently when what they're really doing is they're just 
on one hand, looking at their wounds, and on another hand, looking at a part of them that is not wounded, but that the white man has not been able to integrate into himself, so he sees it as a pathology. He sees elements of indigenous people as being bad or wrong or immature or in whatever way not evolved. But that's just his own pathology. That's his own issue because he just hasn't found a way to integrate those things about the indigenous people into his own mind and body and life. And I'm not saying I know how to do it. I'm just pointing it out and saying, this is, and you brought this up, a major, major evolutionary task for human beings because if you look at all of us as organs, these different demographics as organs in a greater human body, that's what has to happen in a body. All of these things have to be integrated. Well, I think it's actually, um, when it comes down to it, it's a lot more of the media, the mainstream media, and, and uh, the political part of the parties, shadow culture, yes. the shadow politics yes. that is really doing this because. Yeah. I see a lot of younger people not having these issues. I see a lot of more people not having these issues. Because the integration is happening. It's been happening for some time. Um, it's more of a, uh, a class situation, really. A lot of it, you the, know, the, it's like in the inner city, there's people that, you know, are just cannot are not being taken care of and supported the money problem keeps the disease alive definitely and the media the politicians are basically representatives for the pathologies, for the disease. They are the parasites. <laughs> the parasites are living powerfully. The dark side is strong in you.
scale. It's not the same scale. Now, the progressives take this all way too far, just like the old Christian conservatives that didn't want integration. The progressives go to the other extreme because they recognize the wounding. They recognize the cultural wounding because they themselves have been wounded in other ways that they, they relate to. Yeah, most of us have been abandoned by um, by our culture. We don't yeah. live in healthy ways. Our families are torn apart. We, a lot of us come from broken families. We grow up in daycare. Mm. Uh, we don't have a lot of community around us. No, parents, our parents don't have time. parents are stressed out. Right. They fighting all the time. Right. Um, so all sorts of wounding that happens to us. And those people who have that particular temperament that tend towards a progressive mindset, they are more connected to their empathy than the conservatives, which are more connected often to their to the masculine traits and but they take it too far because they can't recognize the need for healthy boundaries when we're talking about establishing an integrated but healthy culture they say you know i remember when there was some push Really, to to teach what they called ebonics in the classroom, which is basically the natural um, common parlance of African Americans who lived in the inner cities and in the ghettos. And but then to take that and teach it as a language, and then not emphasize the proper English language that the whole world is learning now, the business world and everybody around the world is learning English. It's becoming the international language. And those people who don't speak English and native English speakers who don't speak it well will be prejudiced in this world. And it's healthy to help children learn how to speak English well. It's not healthy to say, you know what, go ahead and forget about that. You can, you know, you, it doesn't have to apply to races. You could just apply this to children that are five years old that still speak like babies and just say, hey, you know what, kids, you don't really have to learn how to speak like an adult. Speak kid language for well, the rest of your life the, and that would be very damaging to those kids the the PC police at this point are 
going so far as to say that if you want to be like some inner species oh. that you have to be called whatever it is that you think that you are but that everyone has to do that i mean it's one thing it's great if you want to live your life out as a as a sea creature from oh i see what you're saying and People are declaring themselves another, not just another gender, but another species. Yeah. And then requiring you to be sensitive to their species sensitivities. Yes. See, teaching Ebonics in school is the first step, and then that's even more insane. Well, this is what's going on all (laughs) over the place right now. Right, so this is... This is a certain consciousness that on that when it's when it's balanced it opens up human beings to accept more diversity which is evolutionary but when it's unbalanced to the extreme it says boundaries are not even necessary rules laws oh, customs Oh but that's not true the- are, well The rules are necessary because if you don't call that person an inner species sea creature and you don't call them that, then uh, there there could be laws or you could be blacklisted. um, I see. So, So what you're saying is that the... It's int- well so this is interesting. This is very interesting because if you just follow the logic out of where this consciousness goes, this progressive green meme consciousness goes is it goes towards breaking down all boundaries. But then the necessity of boundaries comes back in and it says, "Well, wait a minute. If there's no boundaries, then anybody can say or do anything to anyone and me this you know sea creature human i will be subject to being hurt by others because we've declared there's no boundaries and so the boundaries come back in and they say first let me break the boundaries male female those don't matter. There's now a trillion new genders and species that are around. And then the boundaries come back in and say, and you had better respect each and every one of these micro genders and these interspecies um, possibilities or else you're going to jail. Or you, um, if you speak Uh, any language that's not that language or you have other views about it then you're uh, blacklisted and your uh, speeches get rioted and people come out and beat up each other so it it comes full circle it this consciousness this green progressive consciousness runs away from the strict boundaries of the christian conservative past it opens up all these boundaries and says hey you know what 
anything can happen, we can do anything, we can be anything, and then it goes further and it winds up right back where it started as being an ultra intolerant, hardcore, rule-making patriarch disguised as a free-loving, progressive, sensitive, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's all back to, you know, it's, back, it's called the middle way in Buddhism. Right. You try to straddle the middle between the polarities. You don't let yourself get too polarized and fall too far to one side. But see, this is where the inner work is where we're at. A lot of these uh, progressives who have just been feeling like they don't fit in and they want everybody to just accept everybody else. Well, the first person that you really need to accept is truly go into your own deep, dark shadow and start looking at what, where is where is my hurt? Why am I? Why does this upset me so much that this person doesn't have my view? This person doesn't accept my uniqueness. Yeah, what you're saying is the first person and really the only person that has to accept you is you. Exactly. Your conscious ego has to merge with your shadow and get to know it and love it and integrate it uh, because... If you really want, if you really are an interspecies sea creature and that's who you really are in your, your soul, then, and you really accept that true totality of that, it doesn't matter what laws are out there. It doesn't matter oh. what anybody else says. You're standing yeah, in your interspecies. You're, you're good to go. It's like the gay marriage thing. Do you really need the state to sanction your... Love. Your love? Do you, do, in fact, why do you even want to get them involved in that? I know. Keep them away from your relationships so that you can be as free as possible. Right, because then the moment you start to hook into the state, they got you. Yeah, that's, that's the father thing. That's Uncle Sam that you're trying to run away from. Now you're running back to Uncle Sam and saying, I need you to validate me. And it's, it's a, actually a natural thing to want if you view Uncle Sam as your parent. And this is what we get to. Yeah, and that's where we're at right now because on one side, there's this very authoritarian, uh, new world order, global, nasty government that wants to come online. And then on the other side is the let's break it all down and chaos. And that's kind of where we're at. 
And again, it's all part of the process, really. Right. play a little ditty for going out. We'll... Oh. 